0: And welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life Podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, it's going to be a really short, sharp hit today, and it's to share um, a thought I was having the other day around where we sometimes place our expectations in terms of how we think we're going to get what we want to get out of life. And it's based around this idea that it's easier to change yourself than to change the world. Now, I was recently flicking through an old journal, and I came across some notes that I'd captured. It must must have been while I was listening to a podcast or an interview. I can't really recall which one, but amongst the scrawl was the title of this podcast. It's easier to change yourself than to change the world. It must have been something that grabbed my attention, and it grabbed my attention as I was reading the journal as well. And if it's a direct quote, I'm afraid I can't figure out who to attribute it to, so I'll just leave it at that for now. The reason I find this quote so appealing, though, and why it struck my interest, is that it presents a sort of antidote to feelings of procrastination and frustration that I often feel in daily life, and perhaps you do too. When I'm faced with a challenging task, or just finding life difficult, it's often tempting to blame the world and the circumstances around me, rather than accepting that I might actually have to put in the work to get what I want. My response, when I'm feeling despondent, is skewed towards wishing that things were different, the circumstances were more ideal, and that the solution, if it was known, didn't seem so daunting to implement. The resulting feelings of self-pity fuel the procrastination further, and I find myself wishing that the world would change so that I didn't have to. It would be really nice if the rules of the game flexed and adapted to favour us and our skills, to play to our strengths and our talents. Instead, we have to accept the rules and the constraints of the environment in which we operate and make the best of the situation. We have to do the best we can with what we have. We'd prefer it if the things we excelled at were suddenly in high demand. Instead, it's on us to understand what skills the challenge in front of us requires. Then we can focus on learning them, practising them, and applying ourselves so that it can be overcome. How perfect it would be if a product we'd created, or an idea for which we owned the rights, was suddenly in massive demand, and people were queuing up to pay us for it. Instead, we have to put in the creative work to understand what people want, and then come up with ways that we can help them solve the problems they have, rather than solving the problems for which we have a solution. It's natural to occasionally feel like the odds of success are stacked against us, and to blame the circumstances of our situation for preventing us from doing and getting what we want from life. It seems to me that the main determinant of success and failure at such times is in whether we rise to the challenge, or whether we wither and shy away from it. Will we change ourselves to adapt to the situation around us, or will we withdraw, procrastinate over taking action? and vainly hope for the situation itself to change. The sweetest successes are those which are hard won and earned through the efforts we put in. These come at the times when we can see beyond the obstacle before us and are committed to doing what's necessary to overcome it. We don't wait for the obstacle itself to crumble or for someone else to put a clear path around it for us. Instead, we need to apply ourselves to moving forwards and dealing with the obstacle head on. In every such instance, we have a choice whether to blame circumstances and surrender to our destiny, or to accept things as they are and play the hand we've been dealt. The former may ensure that we remain in our comfort zone, but will likely feel a little more vulnerable and broken by the world as a result. If we take on the challenge, we may still fail, but at least we'll have sought to adapt ourselves to the situation. Even if things don't go exactly as we'd hoped, Lessons will likely be learned and a victory of sorts will be won regardless. At least we attempted to change ourselves rather than surrendering to the world. When I'm feeling frustrated by a lack of interest in an article I've written, it's not a fault of the world around me and the people within it. The response is down to my writing not being good enough or the subject matter not being interested enough. I can continue to stubbornly publish same kind of writing, while hoping for a different response from the world, or I can think about meeting the demands of the audience and giving them what they actually want. In this way, I change myself to get a better response, rather than waiting for the world to change. When I'm despondent that I'm not making the money that I want out of my efforts, the forces of market economics have determined that I'm getting fair value in exchange for my services. I can't expect to change the world, but instead, can invest myself in providing a service that's more highly valued and for which people are willing to pay more. I can lament and complain that I'm not fit enough to run a marathon, and blame the fact that 26.2 miles is just too far to run, or I can train myself to build up the endurance to complete the race. There is no sense in wanting or expecting the world to change to meet my desires and my abilities. Instead, it's my responsibility to change, to learn, to train, practice and prepare better so that I'm able to go the distance and meet the demands of the world around me. It may sound difficult or uncomfortable, but it really is the only way. So I encourage you to think about areas in your life where maybe you're expecting the world to change to meet your abilities and your requirements, rather than considering how you can change yourself to get what you want out of life. I hope that's been useful. If you found it so, I'd be grateful if you passed on this message on this podcast to anyone who you think may benefit from it. And also, if you can leave a review, I'd be really grateful. And in the meantime, until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life Podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on Toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one, and I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.